Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Oh, hello, everybody, and happy Monday morning. It's December 4th, 2023, rounding out the year with some Christmas spirit. Are you guys feeling it yet? Are you all in on the Christmas vibes? Come on, there's no more time to wait. We got through November. We did the dang thing all year long, and now we're going to finish this year off strong and so much content to talk about. We've got Golden Bachelor updates for you, some breaking stories over the weekend we haven't got to. Also, a wild update to my weekend driving with Dave episode. Oh my, this I'm not kidding when I say this. The drama is spilling onto the streets. We've got some non-bachelor entertainment news and an update on the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal. So much to get into. Uh, why don't we start it off? Uh, I don't know. You guys tell me. Shall we start it off with some Christmas spirit? Let's break it down, folks. Hello, everybody. It's Christmas time. And I've got for you your Christmas uh, gift list that we're giving to some of our friends in the Bachelor community. Today's single moms, I think they're single moms, are Leslie in Pennsylvania and Sierra in Missouri. I'm going to raise some Christmas presents for them today. It's December again. I can't believe it. Whatever happened to the rest of the Do you guys have the Christmas spirit or what? So we've got the Amazon wish list here. We've compiled, thanks to the help of our philanthropy chair, Denise. Everyone give Denise a shout out. We've compiled a list of all of the single moms, single dads, and maybe some married families. But you know what? It, the spirit of giving is all about who needs help. And we are here to help out Liliana, who's five, and Lucas, who are, is three. They each have stories here. Sierra says this, I've had several stays in the hospital this year, leaving me in a ton of debt for medical bills and using credit cards to pay for necessities. I can't afford to get my daughter toys for Christmas this year. Any help is really appreciated. What do you say, folks? Do you feel a spirit? Leslie says this about her three-year-old son, Lucas. I had my son when I was 21 during COVID lockdowns. It's been just us and my mom for the last three years. My son recently was diagnosed with a speech delay and autism. Uh, Despite that, he's been the sweetest boy. He loves Mickey Mouse and toy cats. Well, cheers to Lucas. Why don't we let Santa Claus and the community here at Bachelor Rush Hour help out both Leslie and her son Lucas and Sierra and her daughter Liliana. Come on, folks. So how it works is I have a link in the description and you just click on their Amazon wish list. There's a full Google spreadsheet of all of the uh, moms and dads out there that we're going to be helping out. All you got to do is click on the present, buy it, and choose the address that'll go directly to their homes, folks. Again, thanks in advance for everyone who's helping put some presents under the Christmas tree. 
You know, you always wonder, is this is this Christmas year going to be memorable? How are we going to top last year? Well, I tell you what, every single year we ramp up the charity and you all help restore a little belief in that humanity that I know is out there. in the spirit folks and uh not only the christmas spirit how about the gender reveal spirit we had our gender reveal party on saturday and i'm here to tell you guys that we are having a boy or a girl one of the two (laughs) if you want to know today on the patreon patreon.com slash dave neal we will reveal our gender that's right my wife and i are having a baby due on my birthday may 1st and we will reveal the gender for you on Patreon this morning. If you want to join us at the 10 a.m. hour, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Otherwise, just hang tight. We'll have it available publicly for you guys that coming too. I'll tell you what, no better Christmas gift coming my way than finding out the beautiful soul that's going to be entering our lives. And we are just so excited for the process and so excited that people want to follow along. You know, we're not going to share everything with you guys, but you know, the X's and O's, the X's and Y's, or the X's and X's, if we want to get to chromosomal puns, we're going to share that all with you guys uh, in due time. Now, a lot to get to today. After Thursday night's episode of Bachelor in Paradise, we're getting comments and, and posts from different people that have left the show. Rachel Recchia self-eliminated and she posted on Instagram a photo of her holding a rose by herself that says, see you in 40 years on The Golden Bachelor. And I'm like, sorry, Rachel, it might be more like 35, but who's counting? Caitlin Bristow said, see you there too. All right. So we'll have to see. Uh, I mean, can you imagine in 40 years, I'm recapping Golden Bachelor and it's just like Blake Horseman on his 98th version of the show. Hey, a boy can dream. All right. And speaking of wild stories, they exist outside of The Bachelor Nation. How about this for a title? On his deathbed, her father told her a secret. He was a fugitive and had robbed a bank in Ohio. How about that for a cool legacy to leave? You're like, oh yeah, you know what? Before I go, that's not my real name. Thomas Randell was dying of lung cancer and had a secret. In March of 2021, with his daughter at his bedside in suburban Boston, after his first chemo session, he made a stunning confession. He was a fugitive and had been one for more than five decades. More than 50 years earlier, when he was 20 years old, he'd robbed an Ohio bank of $215,000. And his real name was not Thomas Randell, but Theodore Conrad. He implored his daughter not to look into the case. But after this bombshell revelation, Ashley Randell didn't sleep much that night. So she did what most curious people would do. She said, I'm alone in my childhood bedroom and I googled Ted Conrad missing. And the first thing that came up said something like, Vault Teller Rob's Bank. I was like, oh my God, this is my dad. And there were hundreds and hundreds of articles on him. I don't know, what would you guys do? Would you spill the beans? That might be a family secret I keep. Hey, maybe one of my relatives robbed a bank. Maybe that's why I got into the power recapping empire here with the funds available from bank robbery from, I mean, come on, $215,000, 50 50 years ago, that would have been worth a good chunk of money. Uh, I wonder, like, to, now that he's dead, how does, how does that work? I don't know. Does she get to keep it? All right. Well, if you've watched Bachelor in Paradise, you know how strange last episode was when Blake 
uh, self-eliminated, we're going to get into a reaction to the absurd sort of sexual tension that we saw by the van. We'll have that story after our first break. You ever watch Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelorette and and think, am I watching this right or am I missing like sexual tension or eye contact? Well, if you remember from Thursday night, Blake Moynes uh, self-eliminated and then Kylie sort of ran after him and was like, I can't do this without you. It was very Nicholas Sparkonian of it all. And I was like, are they about to bang? Like, what's what's, what's going on over here? Is she going to ditch her man for Blake Moynes? I mean, I, who wouldn't, right? But either way, Chicks in the Office had a great reaction similar to mine. Have a listen. Sorry, the, what was the moment between Kylie and Blake? Over friendly vibes. Yes, Kylie's like, what am I? Don't leave. And the Kylie Blake <laughs> goodbye was so bizarre yeah. that I, at one point I actually thought they were about to cut to like scenes we hadn't That's seen. Right, between, right, like right, a memory, like a montage, like a mo- yeah. behind right. the scenes. No, I'm not. Right. I, yeah, I'm not, like I'm having not an affair lie. on the there low. There was also a split second where I thought Kylie was just gonna lean in and and and, and kiss him. Yeah, Dude, me too. Something, yeah. something it was, was up. one of the more bizarre things yeah. I've ever seen on the show. Something she was, was up there. The eyes. It was the eyes. It was yeah. the eyes. Yeah. Even the Big people on the eyes. beach were like, "Why is Kylie running up there?" Sorry. Yep, so there it is, folks. I guess I wasn't alone in thinking we might have been missing something going on out there. Uh, right? You know, you just can never tell, though, with these celebrities. In other news, Michael B. Jordan crashes Ferrari into parked Kia in Hollywood. Oh, right. He had a bad encounter Saturday night with the Kia, which is now worse for wear after he veered into it. I mean, what kind of damage? I, I mean, if you have a Ferrari and you break a headlight, that's probably worth more than the Kia alone. So the actor crashed his blue Ferrari into a similar colored Kia at around 11.30 p.m. The LAPD responded and found no signs of Michael being impaired. Now, look, here's the deal. You're driving a Ferrari. You're looking around. You want people to notice you. Next thing you know, you don't notice a very, very uh, not expensive car. No offense to Kias, but it ain't a Lamborghini or Ferrari, whatever the hell he was driving. All right, well, speaking of bad boys in Hollywood, uh, bad man, uh, Will Smith, uh, talks about the fickle nature of fame. He said, fame is a unique monster. Let's hear what he has to say. Very surprised. We were we were in um, Mozambique, um, and we were a hundred miles outside of a major city, and there was a woman washing her clothes in a river. There was no there was no electricity for a hundred miles, and she's washing her clothes for the river. We were shooting Ali, and we were shooting a piece of the scene, and. I walk by and she doesn't even look back. She's washing and she says, getting jiggy with it. What? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, look, I mean, come on, you're Will Smith. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone knows Will Smith, right? I mean, he's got to be a top five, maybe top 10 recognizable. Who else is, who's more recognizable than Will Smith? The Rock? I mean, even Mr. Beast, as huge as his global reach is, not everyone knows what he looks like. He's kind of like generically look, you know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think of who else would be uh, 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 President Obama, Trump, you know, like who else is more recognizable than Will Smith, Britney Spears? I don't know. Taylor Swift? Okay, you guys got the point. All right, so speaking of no longer recognizable, it looks like over the weekend, or I guess on Friday, so since our last update, we actually have George Santos tripping. He fell down after getting booted from Congress. What a tough day. It sucks. It's tr- Trust me, I can only imagine it sucks getting booted from Congress. It also sucks to trip and break and uh, you know scuff up your knees at the same time. So here they are reading the final on this vote. Vote. The yeas are 311, the nays are 114, with two recorded as present. 
So there it is, folks. That's um, George Santos becoming the sixth member in U.S. history to be booted from Congress. That's kind of a nice little plaque you could put up there. You know, that's some street cred. Two-thirds voting in the affirmative. The resolution is adopted, and a motion to reconsider is laid upon the table. There it is. And look, say what you want about this new Speaker of the House. He does have a really good voice. I mean, you got to give him credit as far as his voice goes. Clerk will notify the governor of the state of New York of the action of the House. Oh, my gosh. Under Clause 5D of Rule 20, the chair announces to the House that in light of the expulsion of the gentleman from New York, Mr. Santos, the whole number of the House is now 434. There it is. Another one bites the dust. But yeah, again, don't get me wrong. This Speaker of the House seems to be a nut job. But and I, I don't think I have to say that politically speaking. I mean, he doesn't. He wants to take back church and state and bu bundle them into one old mega church. You know, he wants to have his Congress meetings at the uh, you know uh, uh, Joel Osteen church. I mean, try, hey, you know, maybe we could save some money if we just bundle up church and state and just wrap it all together. We could just all vote together at communion. I don't know. So, hey, sounds pretty legit to me folks. All right. I don't know if anyone's in the market for a 37 and a half million dollar home. I know it's slightly lower than the budget I'm looking for. Thanks to my power listeners here. Real Housewives, Leah and Roy Black, Star Island pad back on the market. All right. That's right there. Uh, Leah Black and hubby Roy Black are selling a small piece of their real estate. Oh, only a small piece of their real estate portfolio. Once again, listing their waterfront mansion on Florida's famous Star Island. And it's got a huge price tag. Real estate sources tell TMZ the former Real Housewives of Miami star and owner Leah Black Beauty and Skincare and powerful attorney husband relisted the luxury estate on the exclusive guard gated Miami Beach Island for 37.5 mil. The 46.5 thousand square foot property, currently the only house listed for sale on Star Island, includes 190 feet of waterfront, which is rare on the island, and a full dock plus a nine a bedroom main house in a three bedroom guest house. All right, I'm out of the market. I don't, you know me, I don't, I don't, I don't go to a listing if it's under 10 bedrooms. And a guest house that only has three bedrooms? What kind of guests are they even inviting there? Leah and Roy decked out the pad with a newly renovated pool, movie theater with seating for 10, a children's playhouse with a pirate ship treehouse, and state of the art Viking and Sub Zero appliances. As we first told you, Leah and Roy put the over one acre property up for sale back in June for 34 million, but we're uh, 2021. But we're told they took it off the market a few months later while they considered keeping a second home in Miami. Oh, you know, times are tough, so they bought it for 34, and they're only making three and a half million off of it. I mean, it's almost like they're losing money here, folks. All right. And speaking of losing um, uh, money, well, I don't know how this relates at all. You know, sometimes I try to do a cool like segue. I don't have it. Billie Eilish confirms she came out as LGBTQ+. Isn't it obvious, she says? She was uh, open. She opens up about coming out in her Variety cover story and said, I didn't realize people didn't know. Uh, and here's what she has to say. We gotta talk about your cover story because you mentioned that you felt like for a long time women didn't like you. And when that came out, all the women were like, we no, like we her. love her. I know. How did that reception feel? Did your, has your mind changed a little bit? I'm still scared of them, but I think they're pretty. <laughs> Billy, did you mean did you mean to come out in the story, girl? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I kind of thought, wasn't it obvious? Like it's kind of been. I just I didn't realize people didn't know. So we need to get to a point where you don't even have to come out. So I I, I just don't really believe in it. I'm just like, why can't we just exist? I've been 
doing this for a long time and I just didn't talk about it. Whoops. Same. I literally was like to my mom and dating women now. But I was like, I was like, I saw the articles. I was like, oh, I guess I, I guess I came out today. I was like, oh, I guess. Okay, cool. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with them. Uh, let's get to a place in society where you don't have to come out. You just are. But you know, I don't think we're quite there, but I tell you what, I've said this for a long time. I think on the subject of sexuality, we've, I think we have moved very fast with public sentiment. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we're, we're, we're only a few presidents away. Uh, one president, you know, from denying the idea that there should be such thing as equality amongst, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, you're into a heterosexual relationship or not. I mean, it sounds foolish to even discuss in hindsight, but we are in the midst of a very positive movement towards love. And that's how I see it. Look, folks, if you don't see it that way, I'm not, I'm not, I'll tell you what, I'm going to love people that see it differently and let them get to their decisions in due time. I think that's the empathic thing to do out there. Speaking of empathy, Britney Spears' reconciliation with her mom, she comes amid isolation post-memoir. So uh, we have an update here just from today, or from from last night. As if Lynn's presence wasn't enough proof there, simpatico again. Here she is cradling her daughter, and it's a photo on Instagram stories of Lynn with her daughter, Britney. I think I can speak for all of us and just say, we want Britney to be happy in any amount of restoring love with your family, especially during the Christmas and holiday season works for me. All right, we've got Nick Vial. We've got some Beyonce news and some other stories coming to you right after this. Now, we had a breaking news story over the weekend I covered on YouTube, but I wanted to share it with you here. And it is Gary Turner, Golden Bachelor, now with his lady, Teresa. Uh, they have announced they're moving to Charleston, South Carolina, which is very interesting. They're going to live a little bit of that retired lifestyle there in Charleston, uh, which is a beautiful city. Love Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, well, we've got Katie Couric, uh cross-examining Gary Turner regarding his newfound fame. Again, this story went super viral on the YouTube over the weekend. Have a quick listen to Gary's response when pressed on what he thought of the slam piece article written about him regarding his dating after his wife passed away. Have a listen. Welcome to life as a public figure. As you know, the Hollywood reporter had a story recently. Love Katie. Kirk. And I'm sure you're prepared for this question. I'm sure the folks at Disney told you that this was probably coming, but they The article claims that you really didn't present yourself honestly, first of all, in terms of your professional life, that you sold a hamburger restaurant you worked your way up in back in 1985. You've done a bunch of other jobs since then, installing hot tubs, working as a maintenance man in a mental health center. Um, And people, by the way, spoke very highly of you at this mental health center where you worked. What is your reaction to that? Do you feel like you represented yourself accurately as sort of a restaurateur? Well, you, you know, that, that question has come up a number of times, and I've always said the same thing. It, it's, it, it's funny. People will make that sound elegant, but I've always said, basically what I did, the business I owned was very much like the Cadillac Diner that Teresa and I were at the very first date. I sold burgers and fries and shakes. And... It was a very profitable business. And the uh, comments about what I did later in life with, uh, you know, uh, hot tubs and, and uh, you know, some of the mentally challenged things, I did those after I retired. Uh, I retired at 55 and didn't want to do anything. And so I was very happy 
kind of giving back to the community, doing something that was worth something to other people. I mean, geez, I, I really didn't work as a handyman for the money. I, I did it because I knew I was doing something good for people who needed help. So it, it, that's that's kind of the, the funny part of that article, is it? And of course, that's not the real interesting part. The interesting part is, did he date right after? And again, I have always said, who cares if he did? The show's kind of built on some faux reality where they try to gloss it up for people. And like, I would I would say it's less Gary lying and more of them constructing, uh, you know, or le- more, more of them leaving out uh, some of the truth. But anyway, uh, let's see what he has to it, say. There's just enough truth in it. But the reality is it's of not concern to me now. I have so many positives that I have to think about that I haven't really given that article a whole lot of thought. We have. Well, I have to ask you <laughs> about another claim that was made. Uh, you have said and said repeatedly, I guess, on the show that you hadn't been with anyone since your wife died in 2017. And that's been refuted that, in fact, you had a long-term relationship with someone that started three months after your wife, Tony, passed away. And some pretty unflattering things have been written about the way you treated this particular woman and that there were also women you dated after that. So a lot of people are wondering what's true, what's not. Can you help us out with that? Well, I guess I could, I would say this. Um, but I, I dated a number of women. Um, so, you know, the, then how do you define if you're in a relationship or not? Um uh, Gary, come on. Did she live with you? You know what I mean? I mean, that's what that's where it gets a little. Come on, Gary. Uh, look, he might not be allowed to open up about this more. He might be not great at taking the PR spin they're trying to get with him. But he's like, what do you how do you define a relationship? Sure. She was more like a roommate that we had sex with and said we liked each other and we were faithful together. And it's like, again, I don't fault him for that story not coming out in his package. Who wants to share all of their exes when it comes to their package on The Golden Bachelor? You know what I mean? So anyway, you can go hear his full result, uh, his full response, as I've got that out for you right now on the YouTube channel. And we're actually running short on time. I did want to say this. Um, I'm going to have Nick's, Nick Vial's response to um, to this Dumois kind of controversy going on. Dumois uh, is um, kind of known to post uh, a lot of rumors on their Instagram, rumors that can be very dangerous to celebrities' mental health because they're unvetted and all these types of things. So he gives a response to it. We'll get to that actually on today's YouTube. YouTube, and then I'll have the clip this afternoon. We're just going to be short on time, but I did want to have, I did want to say something about uh, my driving with Dave episode over the weekend. I interviewed Becca Moore and she talked about the story where she was robbed at Coachella. And after her Uber driver helped her get all of her belongings back the next day, she found out her Uber driver's daughter actually had cancer. She used her platform to raise money for the Uber driver for medical bills and ended up, ended up raising um, I think $100,000 in a day and ended up raising $260,000 total. Now, that part of the story is definitely true. She definitely raised $260,000. But the guy that she alleges uh, stole from her has DM'd me. And it's actually somebody I've met before. And he says, it's just not true. And he says he has receipts to prove otherwise and that he accidentally took her phone. He didn't steal it maliciously. He tried to get it back and that she's uh, kind of sort of bending the story. And you know me, I say, hey, don't ever let the truth get in the way of a good story. But anyhow, the person, I'm going to let that person out to themselves if they want to. But he said he would come on Driving with Dave to share his side of the story. Who knew I would be all about the trials and tribulations 
of the influencer world in Los Angeles. I mean, it is very scandalous out there. All right. I got a lot of content to work on today. I'll be over on YouTube checking that out. If you want to join us, excuse me, for the gender reveal live stream, I'll have that at 10 a.m. this t- uh, this morning at patreon.com slash Dave Neal if you want to find out about the gender, if you care about the personal side of what I do out here. And otherwise, uh, link in the description to donate to the Christmas wish list. Uh, we have some great stories and we could use all the generosity. If it came between joining my Patreon and buying a gift for one of these in need, buy the gift. Absolutely put the money into the hands of a young mom who could use the help this Christmas season. We appreciate that. All right, we'll be back later. I got a ton to get to. We'll see you this afternoon. I'm Dave Neal, and this was The Morning Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.